truth, Lord. Although, Jesus, you, you are the word and you are truth, you have revealed to us, Lord, the ways that we are to walk. And they are specific in many ways, and we want to walk in those ways. And in the ways that they're not specific, Lord, we want to walk in wisdom, which comes from following you and following your voice. And as we live in the midst of uncertain times, where we're just aware of that uncertainty, Lord, we need to hear your voice. But there are things that are blocking that voice. There are things that are trying to drown out that voice. And Lord, we pray this morning that you would show us some of those things in our life that we can turn from them and give us the courage and the faith to turn from them, that we would hear your voice. We just invite you to speak this morning, Lord, and it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We live in very uncertain times. We live in a time right now where we don't know what the future is going to bring. Not only do we not know what the future is going to bring, but it's really hard to know what is a wise decision to make right now. No matter what uh, decision you decide to make, you will have all kinds of voices around you saying that you are not making the right decision. And I think most of us feel that. So how do we deal with that? Um, Obviously, we want to go to the Word, okay? But the Word doesn't always tell us what decision to make. And so when the Word doesn't tell us specifically what to make, how do we hear from the Lord? Well, one of the things that will block us from hearing the voice of the Lord is fear. Fear will block that. But the thing that will enable us to hear the voice of the Lord is fear. (laughs) Fear is both the answer and fear is the problem. The question is... Do we fear the Lord? And if the answer is not fully yes, then there will be other things we will fear and they will rule our lives. The reason is, is because we have a sense that we are vulnerable and we are. Each of us is a created being. And each of us has been through experiences that have caused pain. And because of that, sometimes we will... um, we will begin to live out of certain fears that we don't want to experience certain things again. And the answer to overcoming those things in all of our life is by fearing the Lord. Now here, I want to make clear what I mean by fearing the Lord. I do not mean that we fear Him in a way that we cannot trust Him. You can trust the Lord. There were scriptures shared this morning that talk about the love and the patience of the Lord. Fearing the Lord simply means that we walk in awe and reverence of Him. It's not like fearing a grizzly bear in the sense that you don't trust the grizzly bear. He might try to take you out. But at the same time, the Lord has the power to do so, and He has the right to do so. He is sovereign, and He has laid down certain ways that I am to live, that you are to live, and I need to have a fear that if I do not follow Him, He will act justly, And judge me. There's a difference between conviction and condemnation. 
God doesn't want us to walk in condemnation. Jesus has paid the price for our sin so that we can be free, so that we can approach God with boldness. He loves you, okay? He loves you. But you, almost, you also must understand this. One of the things that you hear in our American culture is that Jesus and God loves you, and that is absolutely right. But what you also don't hear is that he is also the judge and that we are to fear him. He has laid down ways that we are to live. And if I do not follow those, if I do not uh, acknowledge his ways and I try to recreate him and recreate the best way to live, then there is a problem with that. And I need to have a fear of God in that. You see, when you read the word, if you are honest, you will always come to places that you disagree and if you say you don't, you are either not reading the word or you are lying. There are things in here that you will say, oh, I have a hard time with that. And if you don't, again, you're glossing over it. You're not reading it for what it is. But when you come to those places and I come to those places, I have a choice. Am I going to make myself God or, or am I going to make the Lord God? Am I going to say, God, I don't fully understand this. I don't, I don't fully understand why you're acting in this way or why you've said this. But you are God. I'm going to trust you and I'm going to surrender. And when we don't do that, what happens is we become fearful of other things. And right now we have an opportunity in our lives with all that's going on because right now, one of the things the Lord is doing is He's exposing our fears, not to condemn us, okay? God is not about con condemnation. He's about conviction. He's wanting to point things out to us. What are you fearing besides the Lord? Because when you fear something else besides the Lord, what it's showing you is there are places in your life where you are not trusting the Lord. And the way I overcome that is by fearing the Lord enough to overcome the other thing that I'm fearing. And I'm going to talk about specifics a little later just by sharing some of my own. But all of us have our places where, where other things try to rule us. And what the enemy wants to do in the midst of this is that he wants us to fear other things besides the Lord because of this. Because he wants to bring in false answers. That he will say, oh, this can deliver you. When you read about end times, that's what the enemy's all about. He's all about causing people to live in fear because they're not fearing the Lord. And then he comes in with the answer. But guess what? It's not the answer. It leads to destruction. And so right now, the Lord is wanting to deal with things in us because of this reason. Because if we are to be a voice for him and, and an example for him, we must face our own fears that are outside of him. If I am living in, in, in awe and reverence of the Lord and I am trusting Him in all things, I'm not going to fear other things, even death. Because I know it just simply leads to a, a better life with Him. Now, it doesn't mean there are things that I'm not going to be uh, concerned about. It doesn't mean that there are things that uh, I'm going to enjoy everything you know, that happens on this, in this earth that is not good. But it does mean that I'm going to ultimately trust the Lord. This morning I want to look at a scripture in Proverbs 
9.10 says this, Fear of the Lord is the foundation of wisdom. Knowledge of the Holy One results in good judgment. Fear of the Lord is the foundation of wisdom. Knowledge of the Holy One results in good judgment. Right now, I want wisdom and I want good judgment. Because I'm being asked to make decisions about things that I don't understand. And all of us are. So what do I do? And I don't know the future. I am left simply to listen to the Lord. Because I have so-called authorities telling me opposing things on all things. What can I do? I must ask the Lord. Lord, how, what, what's a wise decision? How do I make a decision here in good judgment? And if I'm not fully trusting in the Lord, what's going to happen is I'm going to make decisions based out of fears that I have. And when I do that, I'm not making good decisions. I'm not making wise decisions. Let me just give you an example of, of things that, that I have to walk through. And, I, and I've shared this before. But for instance, when we talk about fear, one of the fears the enemy has tried to use in my life to rule me is a fear of my heart being rejected. Okay, And what I mean by that is, for those of you who know me, I mean, I'm not a people pleaser. I don't go up and try to tell you, you know, what I think is going to make you like me. But here's what I fear. I fear opening my heart up in a genuine way and then you rejecting that. I don't have a problem going up to people if they're doing something wrong and confronting it, okay? And I don't care whether they like me or not. I don't have a problem with that. But what I have a problem with is being open with my heart and then fearing that that will be rejected because I've experienced that in my life. And so here's what the enemy tries to do with that. The enemy tries to say, Kirk, you need to, you need to protect yourself. You need to keep a distance from people. And you need to not share your heart. And what can happen is when a person is walking in what I'm talking about, they can become an angry jerk of a person that really tries to offend you before you offend them because they, 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 they fear their heart being rejected, so they're not going to let you see their heart, so they're going to purposely try to push you away with things. Well, obviously, if I have a calling of ministry and pastoring on my heart, is that going to get in the way? Yeah. It's absolutely going to get in the way. So how do I overcome that? Well, the way I overcome that is by fearing the Lord more than I fear something else. Because the Lord is saying to me, Kirk, I want you to share your heart. I want you to put it out there, even if you get rejected. Well, I don't want to do that, Lord. Well, the Lord says, well, who are you going to fear more? You're going to fear me? And you're going to trust me? Or are you going to fear other things more? And I have to make a decision. This is... This is huge, okay? Because it's not the same for all of you, but all of you have different things. And those different things cause you to live a pattern of life in a certain way that protects you from those fears that you have. And we're all so good at covering them up and justifying them. And we will use scriptures and so on to try and justify what we're doing. Uh, you know, when I first came here, one of the things I said is I will not sacrifice my family on the altar of ministry. And the reason I said that is because we had been hurt before. We had been uh, in previous ministry where our, we, our lives were just abused in a way, a way that we had no personal life whatsoever. So I came in saying, that's not going to happen. 
But here was the thing. The Lord was asking me to live with boundaries that were further out than what I was making them. But I could make these close boundaries and, and I could share some scripture with you that would justify it. But the Lord was calling me to go out beyond that. And here's the thing about this. If we choose to allow certain fears to rule us, it, it's the kind of thing where everybody around us can see it. But unless we will allow the Lord to speak to us about it, it doesn't go anywhere. I find, because here's the thing, I of course can see other people's fears easier than my own, right? And I find that when I see other people's fears, if I try to address it, I find that they immediately switch the subject. I mean, I can ask a direct question that goes directly to it, and they, whoof, it's like I didn't even ask it. And it's like, what? What just happened here? I mean, I find it over and over. And my assumption is I must do the same thing. I just don't, I just don't realize it. And so my point in saying this is we must be a people that decides I am going to allow the Lord to look into me. And we've got to make that decision. A few verses before verse 10. I want to jump up to verse 7. I want you to hear some of this. The writer says, Anyone who rebukes a mocker will get an insult in return. Anyone who corrects the wicked will get hurt. You see, when I'm in a place that I do not want my fears to be addressed, if you address them... I'm going to try to shut you down. So I'm either going to look to insult you in a way that pushes you back, and if you keep coming, maybe I'm going to look to injure you somehow. I'm going to threaten you. Don't you dare address my fears. But here's the thing. If it's not addressed, here's what it means. It means that you're not trusting in the Lord in certain ways. And we've all got them, okay? I'm not standing here as a person who's completely fearing the Lord and not fearing anything else. The Lord continues to point things out to me. But we must make a decision. I'm going to allow others to speak into my life. The mocker says, no one speaks into my life. I've got it figured out. I'm going to walk in this way. Well, the problem is, is when I take that path, I am not able to hear wisdom. I am not fearing the Lord. And other things are going to rule me and those other things are eventually going to destroy me. Verse 8 says, But don't bother correcting mockers. They will only hate you. But correct the wise, and they will love you. Instruct the wise, and they will be even wiser. Teach the righteous, and they will learn even more. So who am I going to be? Who are you going to be? Are you going to be someone who allows others to speak into your life? That doesn't mean that when someone speaks into our life, we automatically say, oh, you must be right. But it simply says, okay, I'm going to consider what you're saying. I'm going to take this before the Lord. Am I fearing something else or am I fearing the Lord here? Again, if we don't, here's what happens. We begin to make unwise decisions. We are living in such volatile times, and if I am not fearing the Lord, I'm going to be making unwise decisions. Here's something I want to do this morning. Some of you are aware of this idea of fear of the Lord. But again, in our culture, it's something that's not talked about. Fear of the Lord is something that is talked about in Scripture um, in a big way. 
because it's so key. It's so key to us following the Lord. So here's what I want to do. There are 25 scriptures in Proverbs alone that speak about the fear of the Lord. Now, you're not going to have time to look all these up. I just want you to sit and I want you to just listen. Okay? I'm just going to share a verse. Don't worry, I'm not going to be up here forever. But I'm just going to share the verse that speaks about the fear. Okay? 25 verses just in the book of Proverbs. I just want you to just sit and just hear and just let it roll over you, if you will. First one says, Fear of the Lord is the fountain of true knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and discipline. For they hated knowledge and chose not to fear the Lord. But all who listen to me will live in peace, untroubled by fear of harm. Then you will understand what it means to fear the Lord, and you will gain knowledge of God. Don't be impressed with your own wisdom. Instead, fear the Lord and turn away from evil. You can go to bed without fear. You will lie down and sleep soundly. All who fear the Lord will hate evil. Therefore, I hate pride and arrogance, corruption and perverse speech. Fear of the Lord is the fountain of wisdom. Knowledge of the Holy One results in good judgment. The fears of the wicked will be fulfilled. The hopes of the godly will be granted. Fear of the Lord lengthens one's life, but the years of the wicked are cut short. Now maybe you've heard things like, the good die young, but here's the thing. This is talking about an eternal perspective. When you follow the Lord you will live eternally. When you reject the Lord, your life will be cut short eternally. Those who follow the right path fear the Lord. Those who take the wrong path despise Him. Those who fear the Lord are secure. He will be a refuge for their children. Fear of the Lord is a life-giving fountain. It offers escape from the snares of death. Better to have little with fear for the Lord than to have great treasure and inner turmoil. Fear of the Lord teaches wisdom. Humility precedes honor. Unfailing love and faithfulness make atonement for sin. By fearing the Lord, people avoid evil. Fear of the Lord leads to life, bringing security and protection from harm. True humility and fear of the Lord lead to riches, honor, and long life. Don't envy sinners, but always continue to fear the Lord. My child, fear the Lord and the King. Don't associate with rebels. Blessed are those who fear to do wrong, but the stubborn are headed for serious trouble. Fearing people is a dangerous trap, but trusting the Lord means safety. 
Charm is deceptive and beauty does not last, but a woman who fears the Lord will be greatly praised. The answer to the fears that we encounter in this life are fearing the Lord. But we all come to a place, again, where Scripture will say something and we're not agreeing with it. We're saying, well, but that doesn't apply to my life because of this, this, and this. We have a decision to make at that point. But I want you to understand the decision. If I say, ah, I don't agree with the Lord here, I'm making a different choice, I am opening myself up to be ruled by another fear. I will be ruled by another fear. If you have fear in your life other than the fear of the Lord, there is a place, and I'm telling you this not to condemn you. I'm telling you this so that you can have freedom. There is a place in your life where you've said no to God. And you've said, I know better than God. And because of that, you've opened the door. God's inviting you to go back and to say yes to the Lord. There are two more scriptures I want to share with you. Um, one is 2 Timothy 1.7, which says this, For God has not given us a spirit of fear and timidity, but of power, love, and self-discipline. When we walk in the fear of the Lord, we will walk in love. When we walk in the fear of anything else, we will walk in arrogance and hatred because we're fearing something and we're fearing that somebody might somehow bring it. And so therefore, what we seek to do is to push people back. But when we walk in the fear of the Lord, what we seek to do is to bring people close because we don't fear anything and we have the love of the Lord. The other scripture I want to share with you comes out of 1 John chapter 4. Many of you are familiar with this scripture that speaks about the fact that perfect love expels fear. How do I get rid of fear in my life? I open myself up to trusting the Lord and believing in His love. How do I become a vessel? Because here's the thing, not only is God calling me not to live in fear outside of Him. He's calling others. How do I become a vessel that leads other people to that? I become a vessel of loving people. So even when people around me are acting out of fear, instead of responding to that fear with my own fear, instead, what I'm called to do is to love. But that's a love that's beyond me. Because what I want to do is just push people back. Because remember, I don't want my heart rejected. And so therefore, I just want to say, okay, you want to live in that fear? See how it ends. Well, God, that's not God's stance. God's stance is to say, I want to show you a different way. You don't have to be mastered by anything. So this morning, here's what I want to invite you to do. I just want to invite you to ask the Lord, is there anything that you're being ruled by? Is there any fears that you're being ruled by? And now I want to invite you to ask the Lord, what's, what's the basis of that? And, and how can I turn to you instead of that? Lord, where's the place where I said, I'm not going to trust you in this, Lord. I know better. Because that was the avenue where fear came in and began to rule. And it will lead to 
a loss of freedom, and ultimately the enemy wants to use it to bring about destruction in our lives, to keep us from being a vessel in other people's lives. The Lord has called us to walk in the power of love. That's what he's called us to, self-discipline. How do I do that? I fear the Lord. Lord, this morning we want to walk in a fear that's healthy. Lord, we don't want to be ruled by things that are outside of you. And so, Lord, um, I just pray for a courage this morning to ask the Lord if there's anything that, that Lord, is, is bringing about a hindrance in our lives, a place where we've said no to you. And Lord, give us the courage to say yes to you this morning. Give us the courage to love others, even when others are acting in fear around us, instead of rejecting them and distancing ourselves. Lord, help us to love them. Lord, we want to be people that receive correction from you, even when it comes through (laughs) other people, Lord, that we see their own faults. We still want to receive it, Lord, because we want to walk in freedom. We want to be your vessels. Lord, work in us this morning. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We're going to have a time.